What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new show here at the Geekiverse, built around Disney Plus's Andor, which premiered today, the first three episodes. We're calling the show Built on Hope, a nice callback to Rogue One, which inevitably ties into this show. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me today, we've got the full cast and crew, the full Rebel Alliance, Mr. Baba Yaga. John Fick, how you doing, Johnny? I'm doing great. I'm doing excellent. I got my uh, my Pills Mafia here to celebrate the, the Buffalo Bills incredible win on Monday night the other day. I've got my, my beautiful Star Wars glass uh, thematic for this show and for my buddy JT, so I'm feeling great tonight. Looking great, too. Speaking of which, JT. JT, good to be back. Good to be talking Star Wars with you. How are you feeling today? Oh, good to be here with my Poland Springs. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take it easy. Beer here. <laughs> take Relax. It easy. You know, I got to take it a step at a time. So, happy, happy to be here. Uh, so, love it. It's totally ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. You're, you're going to be. <laughs> that is straight vodka. He's hitting the hard stuff. I'm drinking yeah, literal al- alcohol. We're like, Jesus, calm down on the Red Bull here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, slow down. It's sugar free. All right. Yeah, I gotta do it. Uh, Listen, I got up at 5 a.m. today to, to watch this thing so we could talk about it. I'm exhausted. Tim Talbot. Tim, that's a beautiful wanna, hoodie, by wanna, the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But here, when I already watch underneath. Oh, oh there's a PG Tim. I got some Star Wars. Let's go. Star Wars oh, Good old 26 shirts. Both Good old these, 26 shirts. But excited to, to have some more Star Wars content. We recorded uh, the last Star Wars episode. And I was yeah. in a, a little bit of a depression there, so I'm glad to have some more Star Wars stuff. Man, I forget how much I've missed Star Wars in my life until I, I, I also boot got up the uh, Star Wars class. JT. Right. So I boot up Disney Plus, and I see that like that new Star Wars opening that they've been using, in, like the that little song with the droids and stuff like that. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. it's it's so good to be back. It's so funny. I was watching that obviously this morning, and when that came across, I was like, who, who who's going to be the last character, right? Because it always ties into the show, and it was the droid, right? B. Oh, was it? I didn't even. I didn't even uh, pay attention. I. I always. Uh, I. I never pick on up on that until a couple episodes. And I know we got three today, but a couple of weeks. Gotcha. I should say. Yeah. So I. It's. It's funny. Like when they introduced with uh, Mandalorian a few years back, I was like, ah, it's whatever. But now I've come to really enjoy it. Yeah, like me too. It, it's. It's not quite there, but it's. It's almost like when you heard the the 20th Century Fox drum beat, or you you got the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It it means Star Wars is about to happen, which is always a good thing. Yep. But uh, yeah, so we are going to talk about the first three episodes of Andor here. Reactions to the brand new series. We did this with Kenobi a few months back. Every week uh, we would get together and we called our show "Hello There," fittingly for Obi Wan. And I mean, what what a series that was. Go back uh, and and listen to that, or watch the videos at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse if you missed out on it. Also, thanks to everyone who's tuned in and joined us tonight in the chat at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. Uh, Andor, so a show that I feel like you know, as much as a Star Wars show could fall a little bit under the radar, this one was that. We've talked about it, John. You you've said it that you predicted this was going to be kind of a sleeper hit. This is a a different feel for Star Wars. Obviously, it's got ties to Rogue One. It's uh, Tony Gilroy who who ran the show for Rogue One. He's back with this series. Uh, we got Diego Luna back as Cassian Andor, and we'll have a few others throughout this twelve episode season. But uh, a different kind of refreshing take on Star Wars. If I could sum it up quickly, we'll go around and, and get reactions, but. This was very different from anything we've seen, especially recently. And what I did appreciate, despite my love of Star Wars and all the callbacks and all of the cameos that we'll get in the, the other series, this had none of it so far, and it leaned on nothing. You you could even call this anything else. It could not be Star Wars. It was just a good show for what it was. Uh, but, John, why don't we go to you first? Reactions on what you thought and what you were thinking 
for these first three episodes. I mean, you stole the you stole the entire uh, pitch right out of my mouth. The, the first I, I did take notes on this one. The first word on my notes is just refreshing. It, it is refreshing to have a Star Wars story being told in this galaxy that doesn't rely on the, on the Skywalkers. It doesn't rely on characters. There, there's no we're, we're not guessing which episode is uh vader gonna finally appear or which episode is, is ahsoka tano or when does grogu when do we find out this there's none of that this is not about easter eggs and about plot points that we already know this is a fresh non-skywalker related non-lightsaber related story that just happens to take place in this galaxy obviously it leads directly into rogue one which leads directly into the skywalker saga right so of course tangentially uh, related but we're not expecting those 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 story points and touch points uh throughout this series um i loved it man i thought it was i thought it again super refreshing to get a different kind of star wars story even even pacing in like in terms of cinematography it was it was almost shot more cinematically than any star wars show has been so far and i think a lot of that is like i don't think they use the volume for any of this if you're familiar with the way they shoot like the mandalorian and the book of boba fett and the way uh kenobi was shot the volume has like a very specific look to it it's cool, and especially when it was new, like it was, it was, it, it lets them do a lot of stuff they couldn't before. But it also has its limits. Like if you watch, if you watch Kenobi, there's like a, sp- a specific vibe to that show, and it's similar in the Mandalorian, especially night shots. They can't get the the sense of scale that you can get with like a live action set. Um, it was refreshing to see that in Andor. You've got these, these pretty cool set pieces. Um, I forget what the planet is called. It starts with an F. What's the uh, What's the planet? Oh, uh, Fondor, I think. No, yeah. it's not Fondor. <laughs> It's, it's, it's not, yeah, Fondor. Andor's not from Fondor. I'm, I'm almost positive. <laughs> it's not, I, I do think it's actually an F, though. Whatever. We'll figure it out. Aaron, honestly, I thought he was just going to go there. I was like, if I say it confidently. I no, think there's like yeah, an X I, involved. I, I, I think it's Farron or something. We're, 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 we're getting yeah, closer, but it doesn't matter. Um, that, that, <laughs> no, definitely Fondor. Run away. That planet feels like a cinematic Star Wars planet. Like It, it, the, it was built well. Uh, the, you know, the, the set pieces were there. And I just thought the narrative was super interesting. I think that narratively... I've never been more interested in, in, in what's happening next in a Star Wars show. And that's not to say that I didn't maybe like other Star Wars shows more because they were about to give me Obi-Wan Kenobi in flashbacks to the prequels and stuff like that. Like those had those incredible highs, but they were relying on so much else. They were relying on nostalgia and things like that. This is just a really interesting narrative with characters that we don't know much about. And I'm all in. I'm loving it. So do you, do you remember the the opening uh, planet in Jedi Fallen Order? Uh, kind of that shipyard. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought this was that at first. It's very similar, for sure. Yeah, right. I was like, what a cool tie-in that would have been. Um, but anyway, uh, well said, John. The volume. You know what movie they shot portions of in the volume recently that JT loves is Thor: Love and Thunder. So um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, John, you also just <laughs> sorry, I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's truthful though. So John, you described this in our group chat earlier as. Uh, thrilling, right. which I, I think means different things, or at least we perceived it differently. Can you elaborate a little bit on, on your feelings with that? Yeah, I, I guess I didn't mean like this was thrilling where I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, but just it, they did a good job at telling me a, a, th- this three this three episode arc felt like an actual arc. Like I almost think if they would have released one episode, I would have had a different taste in my mouth because it would have been a, a very slow build up to to that you know that eventual chasing we get at the end, uh, the the escape there. Um, I just thought it was a very very well paced thriller again we're not we're, we're a third away a third of the way through the series so plenty to go but so far i like what i'm seeing uh, in terms of thrills in terms of like that cat and mouse game and stuff like that um yeah thrilling was just the first thing that came to mind when i when i stopped episode three after the rush of what just happened after all of that build up just felt thrilling 
Um, I, I think you have a really good point with it. Had you only gotten one episode, this would have been different, at least perception wise. Uh, for me, it was getting that at least the second episode, uh, or I, I'm sorry, the third episode where I was like, okay, this feels a little more complete, even though we've got a long way to go. Right. Um, so smart move. I know, I know there were other reasons for that delay, but good to have all three of those go at the same time. JT, what what did you feel on these first three episodes? Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm kind of I'm with John, right? Like, I think it is not a typical Star. It doesn't feel like Star Wars, but in a good way, right? It's it is yeah. refreshing. It's it's new content. It's the espionage kind of feel. I kind of compare it to Captain America: The Winter Soldier. If you want to go to Marvel, right? Like more. Of the I can see what you're saying. Grounded, yes. and that's fine, and that's that's different, and 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 I've enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. I wouldn't have it in my top series of of Star Wars or, or content of Star Wars at all. But um, you know, I, I I see where John's at. Right, it, it is refreshing to have a story that's simply focused on that character and his development. He was one of my favorite characters in Rogue One. Right, I mean, I think all of us can say the same. Yeah. Um, obviously, Jin being being a key piece of that too. But um, I, I I'm with John as well. I hate the idea of depending on cameos. Like, I go back to all the way to, like, WandaVision with Marvel, right? For me, I was like, Mephisto's coming, Mephisto's coming. Everybody thinks this guy's coming, and it's it's a whole thing. He never comes, right? So it's nice to not have anything to look forward to, if that makes sense. Yeah, for um, sure. Let's see how they're building their story and building that character and how he gets – because I think he's, like, kind of – it's not too far before he actually starts joining the Rebels, right? Like, he he's around – yeah, it's a it's similar age. I think no, it's like yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's like five years or something like that. It's a couple of years, right, um, right. and we know that. I mean, this is the the, the start of the rebellion. Right. And that's where this is going. And one thing that I, I forgot to mention that I really like is this is a longer show for a Disney for a Disney Star Wars show. I mean, your your Obi Wans right. and your Mandalorians yeah. are they're, they're six to eight episodes. Some of those episodes of Mando were like twenty something minutes. Like it's a shorter series. We know this is twelve right. episodes in two seasons. So we've just gotten three episodes. We had a, a bit of a slow burn, but then a pretty interesting narrative piece there. I think that there. I love what Disney's doing with experimenting in giving giving uh, season and episode lengths to shows that make sense. Not just fitting everything into this bucket where it's got to be 10, 10 episodes, 10 episodes, whatever. Not just for the sake of it, let's let's squeeze that story into this little box. Almost like you kind of have to do with movies. You have to take that story and squeeze it into a little box. Um, they're letting these series dictate how long they need to be. So I'm excited for for 12 episodes and two seasons of the show. Yeah, I mean, you guys talked, yeah. or Joe, you mentioned a group text of what John was saying, right? Like, I think... I, well, I went after I texted you guys when I finished watching it. I was like kind of iffy on it. And I think Joe, you're kind of the same boat. Not that you hated it, not that you loved it, loved it. Um, but I went and started to watch Rogue One right after, and I'm like, okay, maybe I like this a little more than I thought. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It, maybe I needed that refresher yeah. uh, of of Cassian and 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 wanting to know more about him. I didn't know I wanted to, but now this is making me want to know more about him and how he got there. Right? Yeah. Because um, he's sure. so established when a Rogue One starts. I'm like, oh, he's a captain. I, like, I forgot. He was a captain in Rogue One for yeah. the Rebels. And he was an assassin as well. Like, you know, how did he get there? And I, now I'm a little more excited to see where it goes. So I would say I'm I'm preemptively not going to say it's bad or good, right? I'm I'm very middle yeah, it's, it's I mean, it's early to tell. If anyone were to make a definitive right. statement, Too if it's early. good or bad, you know, you'd, you'd be silly. You're, you're a quarter of the way there. Right. We're, we're in the right. first act, you know, like yeah. there, there's right. got to be time here. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, I'm going to rewatch this uh, bef- before next week to to really right. let that stew again. Um, I'm, where I'm at is I like it. You know, I, I'm right. sure being the crazy Star Wars fanboy that I am, admittedly, I'll end up loving it to to some degree. But um, yeah, I the, the whole thing, it's funny, like we talked about it not resting on its laurels or, or really like panicking and having to call back to something else. I was I was thinking like Book of Boba Fett, like 
it's so funny how that just went off the rails. And it was, and by the way, some of the best episodes were there because right. it was Mandalorian again. It was already a, a callback thing. of a series. It was already a, Hey, you've always wanted Boba. Yeah. So we're going to give you a Boba show. Like nostalgia to the max for a lot of people. And like, they still had to cut away and divert our attention and give us Mando and Grogu and Luke and stuff like that. Like it was, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah. just bizarre. It, it was totally like, like it was shot and written. It wasn't like week to week. And they were like, Oh, this is not going how we thought Mandalorian yeah. get back in here. Exactly. So, interesting tim what did you what did you think of andor so far well i haven't told anyone yeah. the group text going and i was like saving it saving for this show um i'm kind of on the board more with uh john and joe i i'm very happy they're going this direction so a lot of people may complain because you know you're not getting a lot of the typical star wars feels with a show like this but i want them to get away from that i'm you know i'm tired of hearing about the skywalker saga like i want something new in star wars and they're going to a new direction at some point in the future. I bet this is more of like, hey, we're starting to prepare you that, hey, this isn't going to be all about lightsabers and, you know, stormtroopers like it, it and Darth Vader. Like it's going to have pieces, but they're making it their own show, which I really like. Both can um, exist. Right, right. Give me something new. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I would like something new. And this, I, to me, is something new. I'll go out and say, like, I hope we don't see a single lightsaber in this series. I hope we do right. not see one lightsaber. Right. Um, I don't think they were going to, right? Like that was the whole thing with Rogue One until until the end, where right. they were like, "Hey, you know, it's Doomsday. The Rebel Alliance is on the run, and no one's coming to save you. No Jedi's coming to save you from the sky." And that that's kind of you know how it happened. Obviously, we know what happened with the New Hope, but uh, yeah, John, you took the words out of my mouth. It can definitely coexist. I appreciate what you're saying too, Tim. Like, hey, let, yeah. let's see something fresh. And you're a big fan of the High Republic, so, so is John. Yes, which is going to pivot away from that, right? Um, but yeah, like I, on the, for me, I'm like, hey, give me something High Republic, but also give me a Darth Vader miniseries. You know, like sure. I, right. I, I, I love all of it. Um, yeah, and they don't, they don't have to, to, to go one way or another, right? Right. Disney's got all these resources. They've got this awesome streaming service in Disney Plus and probably no shortage of ideas and people who would want to have this shot at Star Wars. So like the, the future is bright for Star Wars, I think. There's a lot in the pipeline that's going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. for better or worse, whatever you feel about Last Jedi, even Ryan Johnson confirmed his trilogy is still alive. So like there's a lot of content. You got Patty Jenkins right. movie, all these series. Um, but this seems like a nice way to kind of pivot off the path just a little bit. Um, and it, Rogue One is so beloved. We saw it in our rankings on Star Wars Reviewed. It was it was up there, top three, I believe. Yeah, probably. And yeah, uh, even in this movie, with uh, certain callbacks to Rogue One, like the the text on screen, like that oh, only started. It, yes, yes, that started in Rogue One, or like it's uh, it said five BBY, which is five years before the Battle of Yavin, which is in A New Hope. So there there was a lot of a lot of that going on. Um, and I gotta say too, like we got to the end of some of these episodes. And they were paced really well, but I was like, oh gosh, the credits are rolling already, which to me speaks to how engaged I was because sometimes it's like, all right, you know, I love this episode of Mandalorian. It's, it's probably about done now. This, it was just like, I was glued to every little detail to learn about these characters, to figure out where they were really in the time frame within that, that context of five years. And I can't wait to learn more about it. Yeah. Every episode was just, was basically a cliffhanger because it wasn't like... 
each episode's not telling its own story. And again, I know that all of these series are sort of that way, but we can we can think back to a show like Obi-Wan and we can say, oh, remember the episode where Vader drags a person through the sand? And remember the episode where we get the flashback? And remember the episode? Like, this is not going to have that. This is not going to be, remember the one where, you know, Cassian, maybe in season two eventually, remember the one where Cassian meets K2SO, right? Like, we're, like the, the, the show doesn't exist right. to give us those touch points. This show exists to tell us one narrative. Like, at the end of every episode, it was a cliffhanger and like, play ready to go and like at the end of that third one i'm like no dang it like let me play again i want to keep going so if i would have just saw that that first episode i wouldn't have been if they would have ended the way the first episode is i would have been like okay like i'm not really excited for even the second i was still you know okay on like they're getting where they want to go the third episode i was like okay like i'm in like this is cool i, I the get first that episode i was like you know I, I was, i'm definitely higher on the first it's weird season. weird yeah uh, the, the the I was I was in from the get go like I it was just oh, I, yeah, I, was I, I knew it was a slow burn and I felt it but like I was so interested in what the story held and like how they were going to continue continue to build that world I've liked every character that they've like introduced so far like maybe it was me struggling with the subtitles for fifteen minutes yeah that, that that's a, a good bit. point when they, when they brought it back to the, mm. that 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 planet and they I got over it quickly though so what we're talking about when they go back to to Cassian's uh, original planet anybody know that planet starts with a K because uh Kaija. Nope, we're we're off, man. We should we, we didn't come we didn't come prepared. Um, um, so when they go back to that planet, it's, it's a bunch of kids and they're speaking like a different language. And both me and Tim had the same issue. Where we're like, wait a minute, why are my subtitles broken? Like they're having full on conversations. See what droids say, I can't see what they're saying. Like, right, but then add up to me. I quickly understood that, like, okay, this is intentional. Like they they just want us to know what these kids are doing based on their like their actions and their body language. And like this is this was this was an artistic yeah. choice. So it, it didn't it didn't bother me. I thought it was actually yeah. I, once I found out it wasn't my fault, I didn't care. Like it was okay. Right. At the time, you. I was like, I I was so concerned, like. I'm missing part of the show because the subtitles are messed up. I, I had the I had that fear for a oh. second for sure too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that every character they brought in so far, whether it be like Bix, I thought was an awesome little like side character for for uh, for Cassian to kind of like you know she like she's she's the, the the connection to the outside world. She's the the good friend, probably a former love interest. There's definitely a little bit of a flame there. So like that that character was awesome. Um, her current love interest, Tim with two M's, like that guy was super funny. Like and I love the, the role he played. Bro, dude, the droid though, B2, his name is B2 Emo. Are you kidding me right now? The, the second B2. Oh, are, are, we, are we loving droids? Bro, what do you mean? Okay, hold on. Let's not throw a blanket Here. statement that I don't like droids. I don't like humanoid droids. You, the He's second, not droidist. You don't like <laughs> no, The second B2 Emo went on the screen, I paused the show and texted Josiah. I'm like, the, does this red robot exist to break my heart? Because it's gonna. I know it. He's so 100%. adorable. That's exactly what I said. And like th- that's what he's here for. He's so cute. He's so reluctant. I, I no. I love those droids. I love BB-8. I okay, love okay. Do. I right, love right, R2D2. Right. The, the in my eyes, the more humanoid a droid gets, the less I give a shit. <laughs> like I just don't yeah. care. <laughs> I want you making funny beeps, Fair and enough. I want you to be sad and cute. Like that's what I care about. Man, I can't better. wait until John and Courtney go back to Disney and craft their own B2. It's going to be amazing. You know? Oh, dude, for sure. B2 emo. And what a great, I mean, the, the name's a little on the nose. Like he's, he's super, super sad and like yeah. very, you know, <laughs> tripping over his words. But his name is literally B2 emo. Oh, my God. Who? I don't know who voices that. I, that's what I, I got to figure out. Oh, yeah, um, I'm not sure. I, I can look that up at some point here while we're going. I'm like, I can't put my finger on, on who that is. It's really good. Um, it is. It's very different again. Uh, they, I love the way they invent new droids. They're crushing. Every it. time we get a new series or new movie, like BB-8, right? Like that was a big change oh, yeah. when Force Awakens dropped. BD-1. To a degree, 
yeah, a K2, totally right. different again in, in style. And, 100%. And we get that again. Yeah, exactly. Or Dio, right? Like Rise of Skywalker. Even though um, K2 is not my, my cup of tea, I, I respect mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, that's a, that's a cool different droid. Like, I, I get it. Like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Uh, Diego Luna is Cassian Andor. Definitely a, a bright spot among many in Rogue One. But really awesome to see this guy get to, to be the the focal point of a series that's going to be the longest running to date series on disney plus for star wars uh, or marvel for that matter to date again uh but he's also i believe uh, a producer on this so he's really got his hands uh in the play-doh so to speak and he man he's just he plays this character so well i gotta say and and it's a and it's a very clearly a different uh i almost said diego it's a it's a very different andor than we got in rogue one and they and they they start that off perfectly what's the first scene in rogue one andor straight up ices the dude he just kills a guy like he gets information out of him and just kills him like relentless doesn't care in this in the beginning of this he ends up killing somebody and like did it by accident and was like super afraid and like remorseful and then kills another guy and is panicked and the whole first arc of the the you know the first three episodes is like this guy just did something he doesn't know how to deal with and now he has to try to like cover his tracks and get the hell out of there right so like the, the very first thing he does in both movies like it's a perfect dichotomy for the person he is at that point i kept I kept thinking for all the flashback sequences, what he says in Rogue One. You know, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, gotta love that stuff. Uh, yeah, so Diego, I'm really, really excited to, to get just more of him and what that arc looks like as he, you know, he references a lot of this in Rogue One. He says, we've all done things on behalf of the rebellion. We've been saboteurs, assassins, informants. We're going to see that, right? This is that right. playing out over these five years before we get Rogue One. Him joining the Rebel Alliance, all of that. It's going to be really exciting. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Luthen, Luthen, I believe. Uh, Stellan, uh, we we see him in the, the the Thor movies and the Avengers way back. If you go back, he's in Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Always enjoyed uh, his on screen time. I think he plays a nice role in this. Star Wars typically has like that almost always older mentor role, whether it's Han Solo in the later trilogy or Force Awakens, I should say, or Woody Harrelson in Solo, a Star Wars story. There's always that guy. I feel like that's that's what we've got here, right? He's going to take Cassian under his wing. Yeah. But what we saw so far, uh, you know, what what do we think of their chemistry? Tim, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, yep. the guy who flies in on the planet and then shoots over on the little, he escapes with him. I liked him a lot. He was probably one of the things that made me really enjoy this. Probably my probably one of my favorite characters. I think. Oh, uh, the way he kind of carries the way he carries himself. He comes in, he just has everything under control, and he's like Cassian kind of thinks that he's slick with it and you see that in a lot of things he does when he first meets up with his buddy and he's like starts explaining him like his alibi and the guy just like catches on and like you can kind of see that he feels like you know he can talk his way out of everything it was referenced a few times and stellan just comes in and or what's the guy's name is what is it stellan in the, the no, show that's, is, his, that's his real name uh, what's his what's his name in the show luthan luthan okay yes i don't know if um, we've so actually luthan heard his name in. at all yet or if i don't think just, so i think it's okay. just in the casting I just love how he comes in and he just like he has this presence about him and he like he's just knows what he's doing. Right. And I just yeah. I love that. And he kind of put Cassie in, in his place like, hey, like it, it was it was yeah. such a cool scene when they first meet. And, the, and, and like you can just tell what he's doing, like the rebellion yeah. for, for all intents and purposes, maybe doesn't even really like exist yet. Right. It's still it's still a seed. Right. It's still a spark. But like 
this is this is the spark of the rebellion like he is you know right. let's fight these guys for real but even before he, he drops that line like you can just tell the breadcrumbs he's setting out there it's like you know i can tell you're good at this like we might be able to use that like you, you can tell he's bringing bringing them into what's going to be the rebellion and that's that's a really cool thing and to i see could unfold. argue that that scene if you're looking at the overall star wars how everything plays out it's probably the one of the most important scenes to set up the rest sure. of Dominoes, every other man. episode yeah for sure you know? we're seeing Obviously not the the Rebel Alliance yet, but pockets of the rebellion, right? The oppression. That's what this show is really mm-hmm. going to show. Is wh- why why do we hate the Empire, right? right? Like they're they're not just in charge of everything. That's not why we hate them. They're a bunch of a holes, right? They right. they they oppress, they enslave, they do awful awful things across the galaxy. I love that this show is going to show us both of that, right? So we're going to see the seeds of what prompts the Rebel Alliance to get there to get so mad to to want to actually fight and do what they do and come together you know probably with mon mothma which is genevieve o'reilly's character that we'll see in future episodes what gets them there we're seeing pockets of that um the on the imperial side of things like uh, these mall cops dude yeah. I love <laughs> this. I love this little this little like rent a cop security force that's like just it's interesting. It's I'm a big fan of it because like you you see like I think the guy's name is Cyril Karn, like our our, our you know our, our bootlicker number one, the guy who who goes out and you know takes this task on even when his upper manager tells him like don't worry about it, we don't we don't want the attention, like whatever these guys. Really messes died. it up exactly. So <laughs> he's he's just all about this. He wants to make this right and he wants to serve the empire. And to me, that's just like man, this is like perfect flashes of what like all of these generals. End up being in the empire. These like these straight up bootlickers who just want to appease Tarkin and um, who's the blue guy uh, from the from Rebels Thrawn, Thrawn and the you know Emperor. Like these guys just want to work their way up. And if you read if you ever read a book like um, from a certain point of view, you get a lot of those generals and like their stories and how they just want to keep moving their way up. And like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't if we see this guy like in season two or later down the line as like a member of the empire and like a general, uh, you know, like doing the same thing for the empire. Like I'm sure either they're just trying to give us that vibe and show us that people want to be that, or this guy will be that in the future. Regardless, it's, it's really cool to see. It's just funny that like when I first saw him come up on screen, the first thing I thought is like, that's a guy that everyone knows at your work at some point. Like he's that person has been at your job. Like maybe not in star Wars, but you've had that person at your work. Like that's the goody two shoes has to do everything by the book. And like, will do what they want, even if someone tells them that's not how you're supposed to do it. But they the think good, that they know yes. the correct way, they'll do it anyways. Yeah. Even though they're not yeah. supposed to. So I just thought it was funny because in my head, that's the first thing I thought is like, he exists at every workplace. <laughs> Dude, I, I did love when um, towards the end of the third episode, they they bombed that squad, essentially. Like it was the bait and switch with Andor. And the look on his face, like I royally screwed this up. Yes. Like I cost lives, all of this. Like I loved the the acting there and the the fear that he was really exuding. Yeah, like, the, I thought it was brilliant. The whole time they were on that planet, like you can just tell how uneasy he was and how every move he made, he's like, oh my god, how bad, how bad did I just screw this up? Like I shouldn't even <laughs> yep. be, I shouldn't even be here. Like Second please, here. please pull this out for me. Like North Squad, somebody come in, help me out. North East Squad, where are you at? <laughs> yep. Like the, like literally sweating. So I thought that was super well done, and I just like to see that character and like what it looks like to be a rebellion or uh, an uh, imperial bootlicker before you're actually, you know, awarded right. the black garb. Yeah. What, like that's, that's brand new, at least in, in star Wars lore. And I like it. And I was you, you kind of almost like 
struggling to process it at first. I'm like, so how how really are they tied? They're like the minor league of, of the, right. the Empire, right? Like, yeah, like a private security force. They're the like, wannabes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you the know, the, yeah, like the top prospect makes the cut, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could eventually be choked by Lord Vader. It's going to be great. Um, 4K force choke for you. <laughs> Adria Arjona as Bix Colleen. What a name. Bix Colleen. That's a Star Wars like name Bix. if I ever heard one. Really, really liked her. Aside from Diego, um, she was what, and you know, Stellan was awesome too. Yeah. Anyway, didn't have the screen time, Bix, I guess. Was, yeah. Stellan's character is just insane. If you ever know, if you never watched Chernobyl, like that, that's just where that uh, it was sold to me is that he's one of the best actors I've ever seen. Like he's insane. He's great. Bix really adds a lot of depth to this uh, overall. Like you said, John, you touched on it. Like there's some history there with Cassian. What's that going to look like moving forward? Um, I, I loved what we got from her. Really added a lot of that uh, emotion to the overall underlying story. Yep. I'm Big- curious that she blames Cassian for what happened to Tim with the two M's. Yeah. Uh- Tim... I don't think so. I don't. I don't worry about Tim. She doesn't seem to be like a a resentful type that would like hold a grudge against it. I don't know. I I I think I I think she's an ally. I don't. I don't think she. I'm also curious if it comes back. Like all the people on the planet, does it come back to them at all in the future episodes? Are they kind of like done? Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Because we love when they were all hitting the yeah metal on the outside and And the monologue from from that older lady. I I don't recall her name. Kind of Cassian's. Almost like Guardian. almost mother. Yeah, she, mother. One, yeah she she took yeah. him when he was like what thirteen years old or whatever, like a very young child, and you know gave him a better life for the most part. I love when she's talking about that and the intensity, and she said the problem is basically when it stops. Yeah, like what happens then? And I was like, <laughs> I thought her character was awesome in general. Like everything that I thought yeah. she was also very commanding, like Estelle and Skarsgård. Um, I couldn't fi- like couldn't figure it out for the longest. I'm like, who is this? It's Mrs. Dursley from Harry Potter. <laughs> like that's the same actress. Oh. Is it really? Yeah. I'm like I had okay, so funny. Yeah. a quick shout out to to Marissa, who's basically like fact checking for us. Uh, Cassian is a Canary. Canary, yes. Canary. And the lady's name is Marva. M A R V A. I do recall seeing that. I think in the subtitles. Yes. Thank you, Marissa. We appreciate you for sure. Is Marissa the one that watched all the shows when we were talking the last time? Yeah. And now she's like a a veteran Star Wars watcher. She's legit, guys. I got to yeah. vouch for it. She Damn. jumped in with Star Wars Day on May the 4th, watched all of them, got involved with us, um, and then also went through Kenobi. Um, yeah. By the way, she got up early, too. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, do it. dedication, for sure. We're going to do MCU next. Uh, we're we're going to get her through the MCU. That's going to be the next obsession. Quite, quite the tall I got to finish the MCU, too. Get ready, Marissa. It's going to be awesome. Um, anything else that comes to mind that we didn't cover? For these episodes at all no, i think we went through it man the characters are awesome the the narrative that they're pitching here is really cool i'm interested yeah. i'm glad that it's going to be 12 episodes because like we just got a taste of what's to come we haven't gotten much about the overall narrative we haven't gotten mon mothma yet like we know she's going to be like a co-star of this the show so mm-hmm. um i'm pumped man i'm, I'm all in i mean, honestly John, John, oh good no, go to No, John just reminded me that that it's two seasons as well, so it's going to be a super oh, slow burn to start. So it's right? twelve so. episodes, then another season. Yep, another 20, season. twenty-four oh, yeah. total. Yes, yes. season I, I season two. Forgot. Right, season two will end like right at the footsteps. I better of like one. it then, I guess, huh? Yeah. I better force myself. Yeah. Um, I, well, thought, I see what you did there. It, it got me in the mindset that you know, slow burn for the first season is obvious at that point. Then, right? right. But I'm it, sure it'll be high. It's slowly but... starting to get there, and I, I honestly, one one last thing I'll say is I do love how his childhood is going to play a big factor into how he 
builds it. It's like a, a synonymous buildup, right? Yeah, right. His childhood buildup with the rebel buildup and, and how he gets to be where he was uh, and where we see him in, in, in Rogue One. So you know, I'm excited for that too. So yeah, kind of like how we got holding really, off serious judgment, but <laughs> it kind of like how we got in Kenobi, like we, you know, we, with the, the lessons he learned in Anakin and that fight, you know, back, uh, back on, um, uh, what the heck's the planet, the Jedi planet. Uh, Coruscant, like back when they're you know just doing their their fighting, and then the the flash forward to where he's fighting Vader, like you know those two like simultaneous paths, like that. I definitely yeah. feel like um, when I was watching this, I felt like there's more of a mature tone to the whole thing too. For sure. And if you guys felt that way, I mean, you see a brothel at the beginning. You see, mm-hmm. you know, the first real hookup. I would say like where you physically see like two people in bed happen, together, right? Like, yeah. Hundred yeah. mm-hmm. percent. So it's like. Di- different to me but they just feel like you set the tone from the beginning of that happening him essentially like shooting the guy in the head after yeah. just killing the one guy like i just feel like i like the tone of it I, I, I would say that rogue one probably yeah. rogue one probably held the candle for the most mature tone up until now but this one's already outpacing that like you said yeah. like we're getting their mature relationships like this isn't star wars is always like back and forth between whether or not it's a, a you know it's, it, is this for kids right. or is this for adults or you know find the middle ground and you know just love what you love but like this would be a tough sell for a kid so far you know yeah mm-hmm. i wouldn't I, I mean i wouldn't let my kid watch it i mean i, I don't think too for what it's worth like we're even talking about it being a slow burn so far like i i don't know that this holds some kids interests no like oh yeah no a 10 year old me yeah i i love everything star wars but uh, the average kid around that age i i don't know no probably not yeah, it's a and it's not even that it's like overly like gruesome or like sexual or anything like that no, it's just no. like i just don't think no. it like i don't think the the themes and like the the narrative would hold a kid's attention the adult think, theme you know i think they've done it in a tasteful and, way right like yeah. we it, everyone kind of knows like my feelings on Game of Thrones. I'm like, get out of town. Like, it's just not yeah, for love me. It. It's just not for me. Exactly. I love it so much. I don't. So anyway, with this, like some of the things we talked about um, that are a little bit more mature, if you will, I like it's, they've done it beautifully. Like I'm totally good mm-hmm. with that. Right. Like, especially when you typically do gear Star Wars towards kids. Yeah, I, ho- I hope much. that always remains unless, you know, you know, I, c- I could see them maybe one day going for, something maybe a little bit more intense, but I, I also can't ever see them going to a point where we're, we're going to have like a rated R Star Wars. No, because I, I think you're not going to do that. You're eliminating audience, right? For there. sure. They'll always reserve that stuff for your, your comics and your novels and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Like that stuff's out there, man. Like the, you know, the, the, the Vader comics can be like in, incredibly like graphic and gruesome and stuff like that. Um, so that stuff's out there for people who want to see it. I just don't think you're going to, they're going to scratch the surface with it here and just, you know, give you a little bit of that, those themes, but they're never going to go all in on it. Courtney in the chat, I could speak for the average 10-year-old, a.k.a. me. It doesn't capture attention. Love it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love that. Um, all right. Closing thoughts on first three episodes of Andor. We'll wrap things up. Again, thanks for tuning in at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. We appreciate you getting in the chat. Uh, hang out if you're uh, interested. We have Busy Sticks coming up, our all-video game talk show. Yeah, we've got lots to get to there, lots to unpack, lots to catch up on. I have so much to say. We're going to have a blast talking about The Last of Us, Steam Deck, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2's beta, and other topics. Tim, JT, and John, we good to sign off for now? Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm excited. Can't wait for more. Yeah, wait. I'm excited. Yeah. Me too. Join us every week. We're going to record uh, a reaction uh, we- weekly right with Andor. We're going to shoot uh, to do this as close to Wednesday, if not on Wednesday, uh, as possible. So we appreciate you tuning in. Again, Twitch, any social media outlet, youtube.com slash Geekiverse, and anywhere that you download podcasts. 
So for Tim, JT, and John, I'm Josiah. This has been Built on Hope. We'll catch you soon. Stick around for Busy Sticks. 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 Stick around for Busy Sticks.